Chapters 1 through 10 of The Keepsake by Anonymous. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sam Stinson. Chapter 1 Richard and His Brother. Richard, come and play with me underneath the willow tree, sitting in its peaceful shade. We'll sing the song papa has made whilst its drooping branches spread stretching far above our head sweetly tempering the blaze of the sun's meridian rays there the rose and violet blow the lily with her bell of snow and the richly scented woodbine round about its trunk doth twine there the busy bee shall come and gather sweets to carry home oh how happy we shall be underneath the willow tree. End of chapter 1 Chapter 2 Sleepy Mary Mary, raise that sleepy head, for the lark doth carol high, and the sun has left his bed. Mary, ope that sleepy eye. Come, and let me wash you clean, brush your hair, and tie your frock. There's your sister, Geraldine, waiting at the mossy rock. Hark! the little chicken's cries loudly call for Mary's care. But if the sluggard will not rise, George their breakfast shall prepare. Who shall get the fresh-laid egg to place beside her father's cup? Who shall pour the tea, I beg, if my Mary is not up? End of chapter 2 Chapter 3 Mary's Lesson Come, little Mary, come to me, and say your lesson on my knee. Your book is there, the pointer in it, all ready to begin this minute. What? Pouch your lip, and scream and cry, and say, I won't, I can't, oh fie! Then go, and in that corner stay, till sobs and tears have passed away, till you can come with your voice more mild, and say, Mama? Forgive your child. What little girl is this whose eyes smile through her tears while thus she cries? My dear mamma, I love you. Pray forgive your child and let me say my lesson standing at your knee. Then give a kind sweet kiss to me. It is my Mary. Now her look is turned attentive to her book. And now her lesson she has read. Her task without a fault has said. Mamma's best kiss she now has won, so well her lessons she has done. She's happy now, and good and gay, and joins her sisters at their play. There on the grass they skip, they sing, till all the hills and valleys ring. End of chapter 3 Chapter 4 Edward thought he knew better than his mamma. Brightly shines the winter's sun, or mountains clad with snow. Blithe and gay the youthful throng sport in the plains below. Come, the venturous Edward cries, let's try yon glassy tide. Upon its smooth and frozen breast we'll make a glorious slide. Oh, stay, his sister Ellen said. My dearest Edward, stay. You know Mama forbade us all to try the ice today. Hush, foolish Ellen, see how strong, how firm the ice appears. Mamma, I'm sure, if she were here, would banish all her fears. 
this stone with mighty force i throw nor break nor crack you see then surely i may slide secure it will not yield with me he said and darted o'er the stream then turned in triumph round come follow me my comrades brave what danger have i found in his success exulting now he leaps with sudden spring it cracks it breaks his cries are vain he plunges headlong in who now the hapless boy shall snatch from a cold watery grave poor ellen flies with breathless speed her brother's life to save he rises half her shawl she flings into his eager hand then with her playmate's added strength she drags him safe to land with shivering limbs in dripping clothes homeward he pensive turns he deeply now alas too late his disobedience mourns for three long months poor edward groaned upon a bed of pain twas three long months before he felt the breeze of heaven again these three long months did ellen strive by every tender care to soften edward's grief and soothe the pain she'd wished to share what joy for both when he once more could join the festive throng yet oft he paused amid their sports to think if this were wrong end of chapter four chapter five impatient julia bring me my breakfast instantly the impatient julia said it came tis meal tis nasty meal when i had ordered bread she tastes oh it is burnt she cried pray take it all away and bring some fresh and quickly too nor keep me here all day her mother passing near the door or heard her loud commands and entering met the maid who held the breakfast in her hands julia what shameful words are those what shameful conduct too the milk is good too good for those who ask and speak like you from betty now your breakfast take and drink it if you choose and beg that she your haughtiness and passion will excuse what silent and perverse become then betty you may go and give the milk to that poor girl who's in the yard below she spins or labors hard all day yet eats the coarsest food she's thankful for the smallest gift and smiles because she's good but you with that sad pouting lip in brow or hung with gloom may if you please from hence retire and stay in your own room no breakfast will you have to-day nor need again appear till from your brow you chase that frown and from your eye the tear till you can come with cheerful mien and pardon ask from me then if you are a better girl forgiven you may be end of chapter five chapter six the cuckoo little cuckoo comest thou here when the blooming spring is near to sing thy song and tell thy tale to every hill and every vale tell me is thy distant home far across the salt sea foam or hast thou hidden from the day slept the wintry hours away welcome cheering bird to me where'er thy wintry mansion be in the earth or o'er the main welcome to these fields again short thy visit to this shore april and may are quickly o'er 
Then, cuckoo, chaunt thy strain in peace, for in June thy song shall cease. End of chapter 6 Chapter 7 Red Shoes and Black Shoes Which must I have, little black shoes or red shoes, little thick shoes or thin shoes, which shall be mine? In winter tis wet, and the roads are all dirt, in summer tis dry, and the weather is fine. Then come, little black shoes, tis now winter weather, your soles are so thick you will keep me quite dry. Not a splash nor a spot can get into my stockings, so nice and so tight round my ankles you tie. And you, little red shoes, so slender and thin, you shall wait in my drawer till the dirt's gone away. When I'll walk with Mamma when she goes to the farm, you will never feel heavy through a long summer's day. Then red shoes and black shoes, you both shall be mine. The one in the dirt I will constantly wear. The others, in summer, when the walks are all dry, so thick shoes and thin shoes rest quietly here. End of chapter 7 Chapter 8 The Gardeners Now the wintry winds are gone, see how brightly shines the sun, the violet sweet and primrose pale now adorn the sheltered vale. The pile-wort rears her joyous head to the sunbeam widely spread, whilst her little glossy eye glows with a deep and yellow dye. To the garden we will go, take the rake, the spade, the hoe, dig the border nice and clean, and rake till not a weed be seen. Then our radish seed we'll sow, and mignonette a long, long row and every floweret of the year shall have a place of shelter here, and gay profusion they shall spread o'er each border and each bed, and when joyous May shall come, we'll deck the lofty pole at home. Garlands gay and wreaths will twine, that with brightest colors shine, and dance around till setting sun proclaims the children's day is done. End of chapter 8 Chapter 9 Little girl. Little girl, little girl, where are you going? Down in the meadow where cowslips are blowing? Little girl, little girl, what to do there? To gather a garland to deck my brown hair? Little girl, little girl, why all alone? My mother has sent me, and playmates I've none. Then follow me, follow me down to yon wood, where you shall find playmates both gentle and good. We'll ask them, will ask them to join in your play, and your mother shall give you a long holiday. From Erin, from Erin, the cotter shall bring, to twine a gay garland, her shamrock of spring. In her plaid, in her plaid, Scotia's daughter shall come, with the thistle that grows on her mountains at home. The peasant, the peasant of France, shall be there, and add to the chaplet his lily so fair. Dark glancing, dark glancing, the daughter of Spain, With the bloom of her orange shall join the gay train, And leaving and leaving his cold northern tides, A plume from his eagle the Russian provides, Whilst England, fair England, the wreath shall adorn, With her rosebud more bright than the blushes of morn. Then carol, then carol, the sweet strains of peace, And never again may her harmony cease. May the dreams, may the dreams of ambition be o'er, and the falchion of war be at rest evermore. End of chapter 9 Chapter 10 
the blind boy. Mama, what a pretty new basket you've got! Little Emma exclaimed with delight. The strawwork below is so firm and so neat, and the bag such a beautiful white. I am glad you approve it, my love. I myself think it pretty and neat, I confess. And when I have told you by whom it was made, you will not, I think, like it the less. You remember, no doubt, that blind boy on the green, whose father and mother both died, and left him in poverty, sickness, and grief, without a protector or guide. A kind and rich lady, who heard his sad case, restored him to life by her aid, then placed him secure in the house for the blind, and all the expenses defrayed. There they taught him these beautiful baskets to make, with straw-work of every kind and now he's employed and his living can earn and is useful and happy though blind and may i believe it cried emma that jem why so helpless and poor us to be has made this nice basket without any help and as neatly as if he could see as you doubt poor jem's powers her mother replied what i've said to be true i must prove so finish your work get your bonnet and coat and quickly come to me my love her work was soon finished, her books all laid by, her coat and her bonnet put on, and joyfully taking Mama's ready hand to the school for the blind, she is gone. With delight and amazement there Emma beheld poor Jem at his daily employ. As he plaited his basket, he sung to his work, and smiled with contentment and joy. Ah, Mama! exclaimed Emma, as home they returned, every penny you give me I'll save. Neither gingerbread, comfit, nor nut will I buy, till a basket of gems I can have. End of chapter 10